2: TheKingdomBuilders.net Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded.
1: The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
5: Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life, Like It Matters. And you know, I like to do things a little bass backwards, you know, because I'm a student of patterns. And I know that we can get easily lulled into a pattern. And when we get lulled into a pattern, we start uh, becoming dissociated. When we get lulled into powdered powder and we start becoming dissociated, we miss a lot. Because remember, we're unconscious creatures. Uh, every one of you hearing my voice right now, unless you're a child who has never driven, can understand what I'm about to say. That we've driven home before without realizing how we drove home. Now, I'm not talking about drug or alcohol induced. I'm talking about our mind is a million miles away. Our mind is in another universe. Our mind is thinking about having some fun time with our spouse, or our mind is thinking about uh, the struggles and the trauma of today, or our mind is thinking about uh, how when we get home, uh, we're going to get a fight with our spouse. Our mind is focused on the football game that we can't wait for tomorrow morning. Our mind, got my point, but our body is doing everything it's supposed to do. Our body is hitting the blinker, our body is hitting the brake or hitting the gas, our body is going on cruise control, our body is turning left, our body is turning right, our body is stopping and then accelerating, and we're doing everything at the unconscious level. Consciously, we're somewhere else. We're in a self-induced trance, but unconsciously, our body is doing everything it's supposed to do. See, right now you're all breathing, but you're not thinking about it. But now you are because I just put the thought in your head. See, without thinking, you're breathing. You don't have to think to breathe. By the grace of God, or we'd all be in big trouble, mister. Right? However, you see how you're breathing? It's called the autonomic nervous system. You see how you can breathe without thinking about it? In other words, you're breathing. You're driving this vehicle called your body. Right? But... Your body is doing what it's supposed to, and your, and your mind is somewhere else. That's the unconsciousness. Remember, there are four levels of learning, unconscious incompetence, where you don't know what you don't know. And that's the first level of learning. And then the second level of learning is conscious incompetence. Now you know what you don't know. And the third level of learning is conscious competence, because now you want to get good at what you previously did not know, and now you want to get good at it. So now you're consciously competent. But you were made for this, so you become really good, because the best way to get to Cardenca Hall is practice, practice, practice. And it's so good that you don't think it's a big deal. It's so good that other people want you to teach them how to do it. And you go, it's no big deal. It's not rocket science. You know what's happened? You have entered the fourth level of learning, which is called unconscious competence, where you're so good, you don't know how good you are. You're not even consciously aware of all the things that you do. And the best example of this is to teach a 15-year-old kid how to drive after you've been driving for 30 years. All the things that we do in one swo- motion, one smooth, it's, it's 13 items in one motion. But you don't understand that until you have to teach somebody else. So you can't teach from the fourth level. You can't teach from unconscious competence. Because if you don't know how good you are, how do you teach people how to do it? You can only teach from the third level, which is conscious competence. And so all that to say, listen, I didn't wish anybody Happy Father's Day last week. Nope. Because everybody that sees a man on uh, last weekend is going to say Happy Father's Day, whether you have kids or not, whether you're um, homo or hetero, uh, whether you use the man's room or the women's room. <laughs> People see a man uh, on Father's Day's weekend, and they have the tendency to say Happy Father's Day. So I didn't say that but today today when you're all moving on and all of a sudden fathers day was just a check box that one day out of the year where you get somebody a card who has a certain genitalia let's really focus in on men because fathers day just like mothers day should be a celebration of a role of a role not of a gender but of behavior isn't that truly what Father's Day is? It's a celebration of behavior. It's a celebration of a role. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, I want to talk about men. No, we're not going to swipe left or swipe swipe right. Sorry. What has happened to men, ladies and gentlemen? You know, Bonnie Tyler's song, you know, uh, one thing I love about Lee, he's a music buff. Lee loves music. He's a good radio guy. He loves music. Uh, I'm an eighties guy, uh, you know, I graduated high school, in 83 was in the army in 83, right? About that time. You know what? The Bonnie Tyler, I'm holding out for a hero, right? A hero, right? And you know how that song starts? Where have all the good men gone? That was 40 years ago. Where have all the good men gone? And I'm going to tell you right now, they've been chased away. They've been cudgeled. They've been humiliated. They've been mocked. They've been belittled. And it's been going on for decades. But men, hey, no big deal. Men can handle it, right? And now you get to a point where a lot of men wonder if it even matters. And that's what was the point. The point was to... To castrate men, the point was to get rid of the the male domination. The point is, don't you hear it, patriarchal? Don't you see all the things that the Democrats, that Biden and all the liberals and progressives, they want to destroy all tradition, all patriarchal societies. Men are evil. The only drug that's illegal on a college campus is testosterone. It's called toxic masculinity. Does it even matter anymore, men? And if it doesn't matter, then you don't show up. And that's what's going on. Think about this. If it takes a village to raise a child in today's world philosophy, it seems like all men have become the village idiot unless you're a progressive or homosexual and now you're a preferred male, effeminate male. Barack Obama brought it in, ushered it in. The effeminate male is the only male recognized. And if you're conservative and white, uh, you're a village idiot. Think about this. And maybe it's not you, maybe it's just the ones, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge who don't think the right way. You know that. Not all men are bad, right, women? Some of those progressives, some of those ones that say abortion on demand, those are all good, right? You know those, uh, you know, it's not like some of us Neanderthals, some of those troglodytes, right? A little troglodyte, look it up, it's pretty cool. <laughs> so today I want to consider do men matter? What's the point? Right? You go into the lab now, you can genetically alter things. You can get a, a, a fake vaccine and they'll let it modify your RNA. Uh, you can change your, your package. So technically, does it matter at all that men even exist? Can't other things do men's job? And so think about this. What does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a father? What does it mean to be a daddy? And so today, men, uh, this isn't just for you. Women, please stay tuned. Women are welcome, encouraged to participate. But I want you to consider something today. There's been a man war going on. That's what I said. I didn't stutter, did I? (laughs) I didn't say man bun. I said a man war. Every two years, the Democratic Party, in order to scare women and minorities into voting against Republicans, because it's not voting for Democrats, remember, they're just voting against Republicans, uh, we got to ask ourselves because every two years we're told there's a war on women. That war, uh, women can't kill, kill any pregnancy that happens. That women can't do this. Women can't do this. I'll tell you what, there's a war on men. Uh, there is a war on women's sports. Women's sports are disappearing. That's cool. But the real war is on men. And so, the man I want to talk to today what makes a man? Does it matter that a man is a father? What's the number one cause for abuse and molestation in the home? And it has something to do with a man. And by the way, it's not the man's direct fault, it's an indirect consequence of our court system, of our social system, of our moral system. So, today we're having a heart to heart. It's a man thing. Today we're considering man war. I'm Black, and we'll be right back.
1: If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, June 30th through July 2nd. That's likeitmatters.net. Salmon fishing in Alaska,
0: at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
3: Hi, Mike Hilborn here with Roof to Deck Restoration. Don't replace your wood deck. Let Roof to Deck Restoration bring it back to life. We use low pressure to carefully clean and brighten the wood. Then we hand seal your deck. Get a free quote now at rooftodeck.com. That's rooftodeck.com.
2: How would you like to redecorate your office or home with beautiful Minnesota photographs for half the regular price? This station is partnered with award-winning Twin Cities photographer Wayne Moran for this special half-price offer. Choose $5,000 of Wayne's iconic images and you'll pay half price, just $2,500. There's only one of these special redecorating offers available. So call the radio station now at 651-289-4413. That's 651-289-4413.
5: welcome back to like it matters radio radio like it matters inspiration education and application i am black and today we're talking about men men you matter i'm gonna tell you right now men uh, i've been leading men and women and leaders for 30 years Uh, i had a terrible childhood I uh, don't know who my biological father was and really don't care. I don't believe in determinism. He's nothing more than a sperm donor, just somebody God used to bring me into this world. That's all it was. Uh, you know, uh, but it was tough. On my own at 16, in the Army at 17, abusive, alcoholic dad beating on us every night, beating on my mom, white trash. We were only white people in the projects in Las Vegas. Really tough childhood and a lot of anger, a lot of hatred, a lot of bitterness. Uh, a lot of destruction in my early 20s. A lot of pain. The Stuff, 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 snap. Stuff, 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 snap. Stuff, stuff, stuff. And at some point, ladies and gentlemen, good people will do bad things. And, man, we've been a lot of stuffed in us, put upon us. That everything's our fault, especially if you're a white male. We all know that the biggest threat to Joe Biden's America are white Christian conservatives. I mean, he says that. That's why they're not worried about all these people blowing up and killing Supreme Court justices. They don't care about Black Lives Matter destroying cities and Antifa. Nope. They just care about those white godly men. The same people who founded this country are the biggest threat because they got the liberals Black men now are starting to come off the uh, plantation Democratic Party and flock into the Republican Party. Hispanic finally figured out that the Democratic Party goes against everything that their mommy and daddy taught them about God, about faith, about hard work, about family. And so it's a confusing time. And men, I want you to know you matter. Men, I want you to know, if not you, then who? If not now, then when? When? Man, I want you to know something. I don't care what the world says about you. You matter. You are the leader of the home. You were called to be the spiritual leader. See, my tough childhood drove me to be a better father to my kids someday. See, I wanted to be the daddy that I never had to my kids. Because it was important to me to be a good father. Because my kids did not ask me to copulate with their mother. And create them. And so I know what it's like to be abused as a child. I know what it's like to be out in public and people telling you, uh, my parents how good I am knowing I was being abused at home. I know what it's like to be hurting and dying inside and everybody laughing at a party at my parents' house. I know what it's like to be abandoned. I know what it's like to not be enough. I know what it's like to have someone who's supposed to be taking care of you, abusing you, and tormenting you, and torturing you. I know what that's like. That's why I can walk in other people's shoes, because I process my pain. And unless you process your own pain, you cannot walk in another person's pain. Why do you think I get to be Mr. Black? Why do you think I get to pay to be on the radio? Why do you uh, you think I get to, for 30 years, uh, impact over 100,000 people's lives, either directly or indirectly? Because God says, listen, you're going to have pain in this world. It's a fallen world. And you got a choice. And God always gives us two choices. You can take that pain and you can let me use it for my glory and your good. And you can help other people and it can make you better. Or you can take that pain, that unfairness in life, just like my son Jesus Christ went through. And it can make you bitter. And the devil can use it as a pound of flesh, as a record of wrong. And you could be controlled by the spirit of offense. And you could get your pound of flesh on this planet. You can do unto others all the bad stuff that was done unto you. You in? That's the deal that you got to stay away from men. That's the deal the world wants you to take. That's the deal that Biden administration wants you to take. The Biden administration could be no happier with January 6th. January 6th was one of the greatest days in the Democratic Party uh, calendar ever because they're going to use it to create one party control because people are dumb enough, gullible enough, been taught to hate enough that Trump is bad and anything but Trump is good. See, when I was raising my kids up, I took on the concept of Douglas MacArthur. One of my favorite poems, Douglas MacArthur, this man of war wrote, this is is a true warrior, like King David, a warrior king, a a man who could fight the good fight, a man who could write poetry, a man who could make love to a woman, a man who could cook a great meal, a man who could dance uh, half naked and be humiliated not care about it for his lord. Where are those men? Where have all the good men gone, as Bonnie Tyler said? But General Douglas MacArthur wrote this about his young son. He said, build me a son, O Lord, who will be strong enough to know when he is weak and brave enough to face himself when he is afraid. One who will be proud and unbending in honest defeat and humble and gentle in victory. Build me a son whose wishes will not take the place of deeds, a son who will know thee, and that to know himself is the foundation stone of knowledge itself. Lead him, I pray. Not in the path of ease and comfort, but under the stress and spur of difficulties and challenge. Here, let him learn to stand upon up in the storm. Here, let him learn compassion for those who fail. Build me a son whose heart will be clear, whose goal will be high. A son who will master himself before he seeks to master other men one who will reach into the future, yet never forget the past. And after all these things are his, add, I pray, enough of a sense of humor so that he may always be serious, yet never take himself too seriously. Give him humility so that he may always remember the simplicity of true greatness, the open mind of true wisdom, and the weakness of true strength. Then I His father will dare to whisper, I have not lived in vain. That's the way I raised my kids. I was stern. I was hard. My kids were never allowed to date. My kids were never allowed to go over anybody else's house. Everybody was welcome to my house. We had kids over all the time. Trevor, Kern who I forced to become my son's best friend. I managed that, I would bring him over. He would stay with us for weeks at a time, days at a time, weekends at a time. I mandated that my daughter could not, my daughter's the oldest, could not uh, disengage her with her brother. So even when she had friends over, it was his, his house, he was welcome to be partake in anything that he was doing and I had to stand up for him, he couldn't mess with her. I did all this because I didn't know my earthly father and I hated the one that I got. I don't hate him anymore. I've forgiven him. He's with, I don't know where he's at. I don't think he's with God. But I've forgiven him and God's dealt with him already. And I have prayed for his soul. See, this is what a lot of people today would write. Here's a poem I found. It's by Alyssa. It's published in 2009. Always my father, but never my dad. I'm sorry you missed out when I went to school for the first time. And you didn't have me to tell you that you were all mine. I'm sorry you weren't there to make me to the mall I'm sorry I'm sorry you weren't there to take me to the mall, and you weren't there to tell me tell me I have to stand tall. Sorry you weren't the one I saw when I came home that day or the one I'd run to when I had a bad day. I'm sorry you didn't hear me write these. You have been so proud, and you weren't there to lift me up on the cloud. Sorry you weren't there to tell me there's nothing to fear but then again, you should have been here. I'm sorry you weren't the one to teach me to ride a bike, or the one who took me on my first ride. I'm sorry you weren't the one who carried me on his back. There was my other daddy, the one I actually had, or the one who held me tight when strength is what I lacked. I'm sorry you weren't the one to hold me when I cried, or tell me I did great when I really tried. I'm sorry you were never there to teach me how to cook, Or there at night to read me my favorite book I'm sorry me as a daughter is what you never had you will always be my father but you will never ever be my dad man that brings tears to my eyes I was a hard dad I didn't learn how to be a dad I didn't know what family was so Father's Day My son come over who I had a tough relationship with. At 16 years old, I had my son go live with my best friend, Brett Wassel. Because he wouldn't listen to me. I'd have to basically discipline him yelling. I didn't want to be that man. And I rebuilt that relationship. But I've always been the same man. And so here's the card he wrote me. Dad, to the man who is always jumping through hoops to help others. It's finally your day to focus on yourself a little. I'm so glad that we've been able to repair our relationship over the years. I'm so thankful for the values you've instilled in me and the ones you've taught me from an early age. I hope I make you proud more than I disappoint you. I hope to make you more proud with each passing year. I'm so appreciative of what you do for people and that you've allowed me to be part of it. It's truly a blessing. It's going to make a huge difference, but gonna be better at coming over more often, to spend time with you because I really do love you. However, often you might tell yourself that you're a burden. I promise you, you're not. You're a blessing. Quite literally, to tens of thousands of people. And I couldn't be more proud to tell people that my daddy is Scott V. Black. You know, I've made a lot of mistakes. Men, you've made a lot of mistakes. But after the break, I'm going to go through, what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a father? What does it mean to be a daddy? Because that's what our heavenly father allows us to be to him, his son, his daughter. And he is our Abba. He is our daddy. He's our intimate father. And men, that's what young people need today. Men who are strong, who are brave? Who act like men? Who serve? I'm black. We'll be right back.
3: Take a
2: listen to these words about like it matters leadership awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership
4: awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, unless executive professional communication training to to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before. And it, it's, there's nothing like it. There's, there's, there's no way to explain it with words. You have to experience
2: it. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. It's
4: not only changing lives, it's saving lives.
2: That's likeitmatters.net slash schedule. With
1: PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money.
2: Mike Campbell here, serial entrepreneur. I started my first business in a dingy basement of a factory in 1986. Instead of customers, my visitors were rats, birds, flies, and snakes. To psych myself up that I was going to succeed, I wore formal business attire and a tie to that lonely factory basement every day. I was a total type A business geek crunching spreadsheets for my accounting. Today, my fifth successful business, Patriot Software, makes accounting simple for accountants and non-accountants alike, eliminating the need for many of us business geeks to crunch spreadsheets or wear formal business attire ever again. Go to PatriotSoftware.com. Use promo code RADIO and get two months of accounting software free. That's PatriotSoftware.com.
1: accounting and payroll. Keep your time and money.
3: We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can
2: we get that back
5: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters: Inspiration, Education, and Application. I am the Black Man, Mister Black. You can call me Scott, but you know one of my favorite terms to be called is Daddy. I gotta believe that Jehovah, Yahweh, Adonai, El Shaddai. I gotta believe that His favorite term for Himself is Abba. When His children cry out Abba, it's Daddy. If you were to grow to a, um, a, a Middle East, go through Israel, even go through the Palestine place, and see a, a little child running around chasing after daddy, or daddy's chasing after him, you hear that child saying "Abba, Abba, Abba, Abba," it's daddy, it's daddy. And man, I'm gonna tell you right now, there's been a war against us. Men matter. It's time that we put men on the the great scales of Ben Franklin. And really, I mean, the way the world tells you today that men, as a sum total, are are bad, are negative. Outside of the ones that are tools, you know, the Barack Obamas, the effeminate, the uh, Marxist, the uh the um muslim whatever i mean that's uh, even the muslim community the father runs everything so tightly that's why it's weird how the how all these muslims and democrats embrace each other they don't agree on anything they don't believe in homosexuality they don't believe in so much and yet somehow in the name of uh getting stuff other stuff done they they side up it doesn't make sense but men do you matter and why does this matter anybody get why this matters some of you are are still on the surface some of you still don't get why this matters See, everything we do or do not do is driven by belief system. You got to get this. See, this goes to structure. This is why I, I'm focused on a point. Some of you are stuck on the point. But if you're not a regular listener to show, you're missing what I'm saying. There's a structure here. There's a structure. This didn't happen overnight. There's a the law of causality. There's a chain of causation. If someone believes they don't matter, how do you think they're going to live their life? If you believe, if you come to my class, let me give you an example. If you come to my class, and I have this series of activities, and let's say the first five activities you do, and you think you're pretty good, you've always been successful, you fail at all five of those. Do you start believing, hey, no matter what I'm doing, he's going to fail me? There's a reason for it. He wants to teach me a lesson whatever, but no matter what I do, he's going to fail me. So if you believe that, that no matter what you did in a classroom setting, in a certain A, specific thing, that everything you did, you would fail. Let me ask you a question. How much effort would you give? See, that's what happened to the black community. The black community uh, started being taken care of welfare because Democrats wanted to own the black people. So you just went from one plantation to another plantation. So the Democrats made black people believe that we're here to protect you. No, actually, we're here to give you a a stipend to shut you up, to get your votes, and just to keep you out of the way. See, if you believe that, how do you think you're going to ask? See, everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. And so in welfare, the thing was that these women could get money for each child. But if there's a man, if there's a father, if there's a male around, a contributor, then they don't get that money. So it became a thing where you have a lot of baby daddies, but not a lot of daddies, or should I say, not a lot of fathers. And I think it's three out of four black children grow up in a home without the mother and father. A majority of abortions are done by are black people they are only 14% of the population, but yet a majority of abortions are black people. I think more than half of, and it could be wrong, it might be 60%, but I think it's somewhere between 50 and 60% of all black pregnancies end in abortion. So you tell me what BLM is doing for the black community. All they want to do is get rid of men. They just want to get rid of men. See, and so what happened was now in the black community, men aren't around as much. And so look what's happened in the black community. I don't believe the black community is better today than it was during Martin Luther King's time. They're high, more educated, a lot more uh, money. Oh, my wealthy, as can be wealthy. Some of the wealthiest people in the world are black in America, black. Wealthy can do anything they want, but the family's falling apart. Their connection to God's gone. The family first. God, uh, it's, it's not there as a general rule. Men, it's on us. The family court system hates men. It encourages men to walk away. You wonder why so many men walk away when they get divorced and walk away from the kids? Because the court system abuses men. The court system treats men. I've been through it. I've spent $50,000, and they treat all men like crap. And the problem is if all men are treated like crap, what happens when a crappy man actually shows up? So how do you treat the really crappy ones worse than the rest of them if all men are crap? And by the way, when there's a couple good ones, how do you treat the good ones better than all the others who are crappy? But this, see, this is the court system. I know I've lived in it. I've paid $50,000 to it to get my ch- kids taken away from me because men don't matter. And it's been going on for a while. This is a pattern. This is not a happenstance. This is the enemy's program. I got this from a book called Steve Ferrar. Uh, I'm sorry, Standing Tall by Steve Ferrar, And I've shared it before. Quote, you remember the lowest common denominator, don't you? It's the single most important principle to successfully working fractions. It's also very effective in working fractures, fractured children, fractured family, fractured nations. I believe that if you look at every major pressing social issue in this country, whether it's teenage pregnancy, child abuse, drive-by shootings, teenage suicide, or the divorce rate, and reduce each of those problems to its lowest common denominator, you will find in each case the same root cause. Ready? Lack of male leadership. This book was written 40 years ago. Lack of male leadership. But let me continue reading on because it's going to go back to something that was from almost 70 years ago. It says, quote, with every major social problem in America, somewhere and in some way, a father has failed to give leadership to his family. That's the root cause of every pressing social issue in this country. The deterioration of our culture has accelerated dramatically because fathers who are willing to lead are in the minority. And that's the lowest common denominator. Now, Daniel Patrick Moynihan, he was a senator, I'm pretty sure, uh, from Washington, liberal guy. I remember uh, he was uh, a little slow, a little droopy face. But he observed this fact in 1965 when they were doing some research for the government cuz he was in the government forever. He said, quote, this is from a 1965 report. From the wild Irish slums of the 19th century eastern seaboard to the riot-torn suburbs of L.A., there's one unmistakable lesson in American history. A community that allows a large number of young men and women to grow up in broken families dominated by women, never acquiring any stable relationship to male authority, never acquiring any set of rational expectations about the future. That community asks for and gets chaos. That is what Black Lives Matter stands for. It's against the nuclear family. The only men it wants around that are black or gay men period otherwise unless you're a hoodlum and ready to kill for the cause uh, they don't want you around black men unless you're gay because that's what the whole movements about chaos the word accurately describes what is coming to our country because of the breakdown of male leadership. When authority breaks down first at the home and then consequently in the nation, chaos is the inevitable and frightening result. This was written over 40 years ago. But let me give you some stats from five years ago. Lack of masculine leadership. Ready for this? Lack of masculine leadership. And this is the key. Sorry about that. In 1960, ready for this? A little more than 5.5 million children lived in single-family households. 5.5. Today, and this was, again, from five years ago, it was 22 million. So this is probably about seven to ten years ago. 22 million. Almost every social illness society is related to breakdown of family in absence of masculine leadership. So here's some stats. Fatherless children up to 200% more likely to have emotional behavioral issues. 68% more likely to use drugs and alcohol far more likely to become sexually active at a younger age, three times more likely to commit a violent crime. 63% of teenagers who attempted suicide were from fatherless homes. 71% of high school dropouts from fatherless homes. 90% of all homeless and runaway kids are from fatherless homes. 80% of all youths in prison are from fatherless homes. Sons growing up without fathers are 300%, 300%, three times more likely to wind up in prison. Daughters growing up without fathers have a 92% higher divorce rate. 80% of teenagers admitted to psychiatric hospitals or care centers are from fatherless homes. And now you add this. This came out yesterday. New poll shows fewer believers. There's more. It was Volterra who said that if God does not exist, it would be necessary to invent him. Well, according to a new Gallup poll, that need may arise sooner rather than later. Belief in God among Americans has fallen to its lowest level ever. It still says 81%, still robust, but the number has fallen six points just in the last four years. And so down in the article it says, So maybe it's no surprise that the youngest Americans, those born after 1990, ready for this, have the lowest belief rate at 68%. More than two-thirds of children born after 1990 have absolutely no belief in God. And also soft, suffered the most recent severe drop of 10%. Even a person just 10 years older was exposed to much more public religion as a child. Nativity scenes outside of state houses and invocation before sports tournaments were the norm, not the exception. Ladies and gentlemen, we're raising our kids without men and without God. You don't see this thing, this is a train wreck ready to happen. Without God and without fathers. And you wonder how America has any hope. I'm telling you, without men leading... And without God leading, there is no future in our families. There is no future in our country. So, men, it matters. After the break, I'm going to give you some ideas, some things that we men can do to live up to who God's created us to be. I'm Black. Today we're talking about Man War. And we'll be right back.
1: If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, June 30th through July 2nd. That's likeitmatters.net. Soaking up
0: the sun in Fiji, walking through
1: the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis,
0: or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
3: As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. Join
0: Andrew Parker this Sunday evening at 6 as he talks politics, Israel, and the law. The Victory Hour every Sunday evening at 6 here on Freedom 1570.
4: I'm
6: impressed with my attorney, Bernie.
0: Salem surround
6: partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions surround your target audience wherever they engage search surf socialize or review to keep your business top of
2: mind learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com take a listen to this comparison of other training to leadership awakening
1: for probably two-thirds of my
5: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. Uh, and we are going to be in Minneapolis, St. Paul, the end of next week. So June 30th through July 2nd is our next Leadership Awakening class. Uh, we have eight people in the class. It's the class that we can do 16. So we only allow 16 people max, although I've done bigger classes. Uh, but So there's eight spots there. Uh, men, uh women. Uh, man, I, I guarantee you 48 hours will change your life forever. We'll clean you up. Uh, we'll help you get rid of some things from your past and refocus on a brighter future, figure out who you are. Uh, and if that's who you are, then what you need to be doing, and put that list in place. So go to likeitmatters.net. We'll be in Minneapolis in two weeks. Uh, and then we're going to wind up in Dallas The in July. We're in Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, in August, we'll be in Vegas uh, and then September we'll be back in Dallas and we'll actually be doing our first leadership adventure class as well, uh, in four years. So, uh, go to likeitmatters.net, uh, check it out. Also, if you're, uh, in the podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, search for living life like it matters. Uh, yesterday we had our, biweekly uh, bi-weekly podcast come out. Mondays is story time with Mr. Black. And yesterday was all about choices. Story time is usually a, a 5 to 15 minute little just to pick me up motivational. Uh, and then on Thursday there's a full bore episode uh, like a light radio show. Sometimes it's a rerun of a radio show. Sometimes it's new content with a rerun of a radio show. Sometimes it's all new content. And today we're talking about men. You know, one of my favorite things, you know, I have, uh, I have four kids. Uh, I have a 26-year-old daughter, Faith. I'm very proud of her. I have a uh, a 22-year-old son, Christian, who, again, very proud of him. I raised those two basically on my own. Uh, Then God, uh, through a divorce, brought a nanny to me. Uh, And, of course, I had to mess that up. I couldn't do it God's way. I had to do it my way. So, uh I wound up marrying someone I should have been married to, uh, the nanny, uh, and had a kid, but a major. Uh, we got divorced pretty quick. Uh, and then I married the love of my life, who I'm married with and will be married to until God takes me home. Uh, and we have a little son, Benaiah, who's now seven years old. And Benaiah is a little sponge. All kids are sponges. You just don't know it. And one of my things that touches my heart the most is when Benaya. he loves to listen to me coach and counsel. He loves listen to my life caddy work. He loves to listen to me when I share the word of God, when I'm talking people down from depression or suicide. I'm walking through my house talking to people at midnight at six in the morning and everything in between, and I I have no office hours. And he said to me many times, he goes, Daddy, I want to know the Bible like you do. Daddy, I want to be able to to share the love of God like you do. Daddy, I want to be able to help people like you do. He watches. He listens. He follows me around. I don't realize I'm looking. He's somewhere in the distance. He's listening, and he's just so proud of his daddy. He now memorizes scripture. He reads. He's in starting second grade. He reads at a fifth grade level already. In his little uh, Bible study school group, he's the young kid. He's the one that they have him read all scripture. He can read multisyllabic words. He's always re- read multisyllabic words since he's been a little kid. But he loves God. And he loves to win. And he knows that his daddy is going to show him both ways. How to find God and how to win. And men, you matter. Men, you matter. I'm going to keep saying it. Men, you matter. And the problem is if you don't believe you matter, you'll act as if you don't. The importance of a father in a child's life From Pediatric Association of Franklin. Anyone can father a child, but being a dad takes a lifetime. Fathers play a role in every child's life that cannot be filled by others. Fathers in emotional development. Fathers, like mothers, are pillars in the development of a child's emotional well-being. Children look to their fathers to lay down the rules and enforce them. They also look to their fathers to provide a feeling of security, both physical and emotional. Children want to make their fathers proud, and an involved father promotes inner growth and strength. Studies have shown that when fathers are affectionate and supportive, it greatly affects the child's cognitive and social development. It also instills an overall sense of well-being, and it is the ultimate self-confidence. Everything else derives from our self-confidence, and that's what having a father around does. Fathers also set the bar for relationships with others. Fathers not only influence who we are inside, but how we have relationships with people as we grow. The way a father treats his child will influence what he or she looks for in other people. Friends, lovers, spouses—all will be chosen based on how the child perceives the meaning of the relationship with his or her father. The patterns of father sets, uh, the patterns of father sets in the relationship with his children will dictate how his children relate with other people, and that's eternally. That's forever until you take your last bus. Not eternally, I should say, temporally, because when once we get to the other side, we glorified things change. But until then, it lays the foundation for everything. Remember, by the time a child is six years old, five years old a majority of their map realities in place now look at this fathers and their daughters young girls depend on their fathers for security emotional support a father shows his daughter what a good relationship with a man is like if a father is loving and gentle his daughter will look for those qualities in men when she's old enough to begin dating if a father is strong and valiant she will relate closely to men of the same character see men when you're feminine when you're weak When you get walked over, when you have no values, when you don't discipline, when you're not strong, the sins of the father go three and four generations. So now your daughter is going to pick weak, foundationless men who are blown in the wind, who have been castrated by society and would never tell a woman anything what to do, would never tell a woman, that's so stupid. We have men that tell women what to do every day. We have women that tell men to do it where they're called judges. They're called relations of authority. They're called teachers. There's all kinds of scientists that make laws for men that are women. There's all kinds of scientists that make laws. for. Do you see what I'm saying? It's stupid. But only a a girl, woman can talk about woman stuff. Only a man. That is so asinine. And this is where the ignorance that so many of you are allowing it to take place, so many of you that have insecurity, so many of you that are afraid to stand up, afraid to be disowned, afraid to be canceled, afraid to be put in Facebook jail. So you play the game, you suck it up, you castrate yourself, and you get rid of all sense of masculinity. And how's it working, man? It sure isn't getting us what we want. Now, how about fathers and their sons? Unlike girls who model their relationship with others based on their father's character, ready? Boys model themselves after their father's character. Boys will seek approval from their fathers from a very young age. As human beings, we grow up by I- imitating the behavior of those around us. That's how we learn to function in the world. If a father is caring and treats people with respect, the young boy will grow up much the same. When a father is absent, young boys look to other male figures. And you know what's happening now? No male figures. Now, female figures and those are female figures that tell you if you're white because they're all progressive right if you're white you're evil if you're a man you're a criminal and so these little boys now grow up think there's something wrong with them you know i wonder why little boys want to be girls because little boys are told boys are bad and girls are everything girl power girls are special girls are this girls can do anything they want but men shut up Only talk about things about men. And if you're white, don't say anything because you have no right to speak up. This is the programming we're putting in people that some of you seem okay with because of your guilt. God tells us very clearly, 1 Corinthians 16, be watchful. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Remember, love's not a feeling. Love's a verb. For God so loved the world, he did something about it. For Lee so loves his job, he does something about it. For I so love my kids, I do something about it. For for a veteran so loves their country, they do something about it. For L.E.O. so loves their community, they do something about it. So it was a great article in Focus on the Family, written by Tracy Crump. Here's a girl, a woman Telling a man how to be a good man. That's illegal, I thought. I thought only men can talk to men. I thought only women can talk to women. I thought only black people can understand black people. I thought only white people. You see how stupid this is? It falls apart. Study some philosophy. Study some logic. It doesn't work, and yet some of you buy in the lie. But it's interesting. Six things that this woman, Tracy Crumb, I thought they were great, talks about how fathers positively influence their children, their sons, and it's used with body parts. A big heart. No matter their ages, all boys need affection. So a big heart. Open arms. Nothing bolsters a boy's self-worth like spending time with a man who enjoys his company. While sports and other activities are great, sometimes guys just need to hang out. Right? A little man time. Gentle, however, firm voice. Boys need clear boundaries. I told you with Christian I had boundaries. He wouldn't meet him. Instead of beating him like I was beaten, stay yelling all the time, I changed my approach. And I let him stay with my... Best friend, Brett, his last two years, so he was an adult. And uh, God said, let him go. If he loves you, you, you've set him up in the way of the Lord. He'll, never, he'll always come back to it. And the next thing she said, dirty fingernails. Fathers instinctively know how to keep male hands busy. So true. And then devoted eyes. One of the most significant things a father figure can model is love for his wife. Boy needs a man to show them what being a loving and committing husband really means. When I was growing up, I didn't have a dad. I clinged on to people who were like fathers. Dave Harrington, if you're out there, I love you. Thanks for being a dad to me. Rick Heipel, I know you're not much older than me, but thanks for giving me a good example of what a family looks like and being a good man. Brett Wassel, my buddy, you've shown me what being a daddy is and what a good friend is. And my mom, I love you, mom. You were the best dad I never had. I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters.